Hey, Business Building Warrior, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I've got a guest today, actually a couple guests who will be on the show in just a moment. They've built an amazing business. They're hoping to hit about 3 million on Amazon this year. They've been in our community for quite a while. We reminisce a little bit. We've never had them on the show before, but we actually met at a show, a trade show called ASD. It's in Las Vegas a couple times a year. And they were there kind of doing some investigation work for the brand that they were building. But that's where we first met. And Rick and I's first encounter was an interesting conversation. We fill you in on that a little bit today, uh, as well as kind of how we got the ball started with them. And they've been coaching students with us for several years now. You hear us reference quite frequently how we work with our students over the long term. We build relationships with these people. We become intimately involved, if you will, in their lives and their businesses. That's what we do here. And this is another great example of someone who's been with us a long period of time, kind of things that they've seen happen, the ripple effect of those relationships. Even they mentioned their kids, family members, starting Amazon businesses, some of them doing the replens model that you hear us talk about so much around here. They're all using the proven Amazon course, the content that we train there. Some of them are coaching students. And in this case, Rosemarie has an incredible jewelry line that she's been able to build on Amazon. We discuss a lot about how she went from knowing nothing to growing a significant brand that, like I said earlier, is doing about $3 million is the goal for the year on Amazon. Incredible story, great couple. It was very encouraging for me just to see these relationships that have paid off this long-term investment that we've made into lives over the years. I love having these people on the podcast who've been in the community for you know, three, five, eight, nine, ten 10 years. It's pretty amazing to see their maturing and their growth, the results that they've achieved and how the community has embraced them and, and supported them, not just in their business, but the friendships that have emerged. So this is another great example of a great couple. I'd love to introduce you to Rick and Rosemarie Bauer. Let's get them on the line. So Rick and Rosemarie, welcome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Really looking forward to this. We've interacted a couple of times over the years, like I mentioned in the intro, but I've never had a chance to spend some significant time with you guys. So this is going to be a treat for me as well as I'm sure for the listeners. So Rick, why don't we start with you? Let's, let's jump into the story. Great, Jim. Thank you. Well, I guess the story is my wife's been involved in uh, jewelry and fashion since I've known her. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's partially how we met, but that's a different episode. She had a lot of interest. She was working in the retail space in jewelry and fashion, had a lot of interest in doing something on her own, and honestly tried. Um, you did Etsy, uh, you did eBay, tried all kinds of venues where she was making jewelry herself, mm-hmm. and she couldn't keep up with demand as a single woman with three young kids and a husband who traveled all the time. So I said, Rosemary, you need to think about Amazon. And honestly, I, I think that was eight or 10 years ago. Exactly. Uh, and, and I would said, I said, whoa, that's too big. I don't think so, Rick. That's just <laughs> too big for me. Intimidated he, by it, huh? Exactly. And he insisted. So I said, okay, why not? And we went to the ASD show in Vegas to find out a little bit more. He said, if you really want to make this a business, you can't make all your jewelry yourself and be able to take care of this, scale it. And so 
he said, you got to find some vendors. So he had the idea. Let's go to the ASD show in Vegas. Okay. We, we went not knowing what we were going to find or who we were going to meet and what manufacturers were even out there. And lo and behold, we found unbelievable vendors and we met Jim Cochran. <laughs> hey, that's me. <laughs> and that, that was amazing. Yeah, that's where we what, met. what a coincidence. <laughs> and I think, I know we've talked about this, Jim, on several occasions. The uh, memorable thing about that presentation was I loved everything you said on stage, except the offer you had for $300 and I'll give you education for the rest of your life. And as a business guy, I'm like, how do you stay in business and do that? There's no recurring revenue. Uh, So I, as you remember, introduced myself. We talked briefly afterwards. I said, you know, I love everything you say, but... I just don't understand how business like that can stay in business. So I don't think we're interested right now. And uh, I've forgotten your response was notable. Do you recall? You know, vaguely. Don't do it. We we have had, it's been many years ago. Yeah. But you'd probably be better at recalling it than I am at this point. But I definitely remember that, uh, you know, this this is relational. Stick around. Enjoy the free content. And... We're not doing it just to make a bunch of money. We're doing it to, to change people's lives. And it was a very notable conversation. I do remember absolutely meeting you. I know we've uh, we've chatted since then, but tell me your version of it because I've had similar conversations over the years. Yeah, as I recall, your comment was take advantage, as you said, take advantage of the free stuff. I don't want to sell you on anything, but if you come to a point that you really believe it works, we'd love to have you as part of the team. It took, I'm a slow learner, Jim. It took me about 12 months to figure out this is legit. That's truly been a life-saving change in our lives. We signed up for the lifetime membership. It has changed the trajectory of her business. Absolutely. Tell them where you are now. So believe it or not, we started out a very small, I worked out of my hall closet with our first purchase was we were dying $300. And it started growing and we started getting help from Jim. And the beginning, I've got to just say, we were just on pins and needles. Can we do this or can't we? Yes, maybe so. Well, I was able to scale it up. I mean, it went from just a few hundred dollars a week to, well, we're talking about 10 years now. After, you know, it wasn't easy after making some changes here and there. We're now um, a seven-figure company. That's incredible. A strong seven-figure business. And it's all fashion jewelry and accessories. And we've tried things. We've, we've changed things. We've moved things around. But in the end, my goal was to find exquisite, beautiful, unique design jewelry for that is affordable for the middle America. I wanted women to have more choices than what they could find at, at the local stores. And I feel like I've really uh, filled that niche. But then something else occurred in the middle of my journey. I was uh, walking the dog. <laughs> Quickly, I'll tell you, I was walking the dog one morning and lo and behold, a uh, car from behind came up and hit me and ran me down. I didn't run me over, but it hit me so terribly that I had a traumatic brain injury. 
And how long and ago was this at this point, Rosemary? Uh, actually, it's five years ago this month. Five, we're at the five-year anniversary of that. Yes. And it was a long, long journey for me. And I know I was able to come through it because of my faith and my family. If it wasn't for that, I don't know where I'd be right now. That's for you, surviving and coming back, and you've done great. But I would say the business was able to continue. Mm -hmm. And a great part of that, Jim, was the learnings we had from your organization. And we've worked with several people, as you know, within the organization. And so that has enabled this business to stay alive because at that point in time, this was her full-time income. She quit her other jobs for this business. And this, you never know when a traumatic incident like that's going to happen. You pray that it never does happen. But if it does, this business enables you to go forward and move on. And she didn't lose income that year. In fact, I was amazed because I didn't have the pressure of worrying what was going to happen because I knew everyone would come come out and, and do their part. And they did. It, this actually is a family organization. I hired on my daughter-in-law as my partner. My son is in charge of all the shipping. And then we have three employees. And even my little granddaughter, eight years old, comes down and does her share. And everybody pulled together. And it was remarkable. And we continue to grow. That's but- beautiful. So many great stories we could go into. You guys have surmised five years into a couple minutes here. I got to say, one thing that came from this accident, I realized how much my faith helped me and helped me with my perseverance to mm-hmm. carry on. So on top of the fashion jewelry, I also carry religious jewelry and inspirational jewelry. Because no matter what women are going through, it doesn't matter. Sometimes the strength you get from being able to wear something religious is amazing. It gives you strength. And yeah, something spiritually significant. And, and I know some guys appreciate those kind of... I, I'm not a jewelry guy. I know guys that are. I've got kids that appreciate it more than I do You know, sons. You know, A nice necklace or a ring or something. But not so much me. But I do know how much it means to my wife. She can go through this... you know stuff that her her grandma passed her and like every ring has a has a significant emotional story you know spiritual or emotional or moment in time or significance to her uh, spiritually that i know it's significant because i live with someone who sees the world the same way so uh thank you for that it sounds like you've turned it into a to a ministry and i absolutely want to make sure that we let people know how they can check out what you guys have to offer. I, I don't know if you've got a website, if you're primarily Amazon, well, I imagine we'll dive into that, but absolutely, let's leverage this opportunity for, for folks to, to check out what you guys have for sure. We don't want to get away from that. Great. I feel like now we're off to the races, quite honestly, Jim. We do follow a lot of your suggestions and and your Facebook group is also very informative for us too. And Unbelievably, our fourth quarter is coming up so quickly and we feel it's going to be good. I can even mention COVID was very good for us because I think more people started using Amazon than ever before. We were quite surprised. Yeah. So what percentage of your business is on Amazon? What would you 95%? say? 95%. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. You're all website. in. Yeah. I was going I to guess you had website. some Etsy going on, some eBay going oh, no. on. It's like, no. Yeah. They have a website. So she mentioned the two stores. Rosemary Collections is her general jewelry line. Then she's got Rosemary's 
religious gifts, uh-huh. religious gifts, uh-huh. and that's a separate store on Amazon. But they're fully aware, you know, all those disclosure things, right. uh, and that's got a separate website. Uh-huh. And both of those, I would guess, roughly ninety-five percent Amazon. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. It, so you guys are taking orders on your website and fulfilling through Amazon. Yes, it's interesting. I was going to just mention Amazon fulfills it for us. So we we ship everything to Amazon and they indeed will send everything to both our website and to the Amazon customer. Gotcha. There's so many directions we could go. I'm a little bit like deer in headlights right now because there's like five areas I would love to go right now. I think I'm probably going to let you guys take control of it from here. But I do have a question about since we kind of dove into the specifics of your of your business model for a moment here. How many of your orders would you say, what percentage are driven from people finding you on Amazon and never even knowing you have a website versus people finding your website and placing an order there? Does that question make sense? I'm just curious how that breaks down. I don't know that I've ever heard that from you guys. I would definitely say Amazon for sure. Our customers find us first on Amazon. We do have those Amazon ads, which are so important. We do some social media marketing. And I feel, yes, they do find us on our ad website, but definitely Amazon. Well, I'll be sticking a link to your websites in the show notes today, but what are they? It's Rosemarie, one word, collections.com and Rosemarie's religious gifts. Dot com. Dot com. And that's plural on Rosemarie's, Marie's with an S. Religious gifts. Uh-huh. Dot com. Gotcha. Okay. But most of your customers are finding you on Amazon and they don't even know you've got a website, possibly. Exactly. Right. And I think part of that, Jim, is you know, things have changed a lot in the last eight or 10 years on Amazon. Oh. And back in the day, there weren't that many competitors on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, there were some big companies, you know, Pandora was on there and that kind of stuff, but just there weren't as many smaller jewelry businesses. So that helped them rank, I think, in some of the search terms in the early days that now it's tough to rank for. Yeah, it got you some momentum though. Do you yeah. have many repeat customers? We do. We have a lot of repeat customers. How do you stay and- in touch with them? Do you have you gathered email addresses creatively over the years? We're in the working stages of that right now, but Amazon has certain rules and regulations about that. Although I think they're opening up. They are. To, yeah. Yeah. We we'll need to talk to you guys about that. We it's a fairly small segment of our audience that... Uh, let me just talk to the listeners for a moment too, because typically these episodes, these podcast episodes have been... you know, If you listen to 30 episodes, 28 of them are going to be about the replens model, the reseller model. So I put you guys in the category, Rick and Rosemarie, of being um, almost like a private label seller. Although it's a bunch of different products, they're all uniquely yours. Uh-huh. So these strategies of growing a mailing list and kind of being able to communicate with your audience and finding st- strategic ways to do that, it's not a topic we're going to dive real deep into right now. But Amazon is getting friendlier. It's something that many, many of us have been pushing them to do for a long time. I've even made the case. The highest level I ever talked to is a senior vice president. This guy works for Jeff. I only had a Bezos himself, right? I only had a few minutes with the guy. But the point I drove home and emphasized to the greatest extent I could with the time I had was, man, you've got to let sellers build relationships with buyers because we'll have a whole lot more transactions on your platform. If you do it, we'd be willing to pay money for the privilege Mm -hmm. to do so. Please let us open those floodgates 
and see these customers not as Amazon's customers, but as maybe a shared customer between Amazon and the Jewelers, Absolutely. Right? Yes. So yes. We're, those doors are beginning to open, as you said. We're not going to dive into that today a whole lot. But yeah, we'd love to help you on that journey. And I've said many times, the most valuable asset you can have in e-commerce or outside of e-commerce, the most valuable asset you can have as a business owner is... Do you guys happen to know what I say? I've been saying the same thing for 20 years. Have you ever heard me say it by any chance? The Don't most valuable so. asset you can have? The relationship with the customer? Yeah. Your customer. Yes. Your customer. At scale, that would be a group of people that can't wait to hear from you again. Right. I think that would be something to contact information to to activate that asset. Right. And I'm anxious to let people know personally what I have for them that's unique. For instance, instead of just regular religious jewelry, I have fashion religious. So it's not a typical holy metal per se, but maybe has some other crystals or eloquence and something that people would enjoy if they knew about it. Something that's meaningful to them. Yeah, you've got to have the ability to communicate. You know, the mm-hmm. example I used when I talked with Amazon was you've got people out there, maybe it's not you, maybe it's not me, who are really into model trains. Mm-hmm. Right? And Amazon sells all kinds of model train parts all day, every day. But what we've done, Amazon, what you've done is you've built a brick wall between those people who geek out about buying model train parts and the people who geek out about selling them. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. build a brick wall between that. Whereas if you just take that wall down, they would interact and build relationships and buy a whole lot more and sell a whole lot more because now there's a relationship there. And we could still keep it on your platform. But you're not letting those two parties talk to each other. I think that's a lot. So with you, it's jewelry. You've got people who'd be fascinated by you know the rocks and the different details. And my dad did a fair amount of jewelry. And we lost him in late 2020. But you know, just the polishing of the rocks. And he really got into yeah. that. And we still have a lot of his great work. Uh, again, it's not something that, that floats my boat. But I know a lot of people who really get into it and really enjoy it. So for you to, to the degree that you can begin to have conversations with those folks, that's going to blow your business up even bigger. I mean, you're already in a very healthy seven-figure business. So how do you it's, come up with your creative ideas? Is this all you, Rosemary, or are there other sources? I'll tell you, it's many different areas. We do uh, travel now to different vendors in Chicago and New York, but we also are very much aware of what's going on in social media. We feel like they're on it so so fast. So things change so quickly that we have to be right there on it. And I know also there's a lot more to discover. So I'm always open to try different things. And we've tried handbags, by the way. We do scarves. It's interesting. But like you just mentioned, the model trains, if you have a passion for something, you just go for it and enjoy it all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love having an episode like this from time to time where we talk to a private label seller who's kind of grown up in our community. They've been around a while. We have a lot of lessons and content there. It does work. But if you guys were brand new, it would be irresponsible of me to shove you down this path. You need to learn the ropes first. Absolutely. Just to throw that disclaimer out there, if you're new, don't launch a line of jewelry. I'm sure you've had people come to you and like, hey, I want to launch a jewelry line. Tell me the three things I got to do tomorrow so I can be successful like you. Exactly. They don't know the blood, sweat, the tears, yeah. let alone the life challenges that are going to come. So has this been a smooth upward climb? Or you know, maybe tell us some of the more difficult challenges you guys have faced along the way. Have you ever come close to shutting it down, for example? 
No, not this business. No, now, but in fairness, before she did the Amazon, she was on Etsy and we mentioned the other platforms and you had three or four other Bella Beads and had different names, several other different companies that, that did go under. It was a process to get to where I am now, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I can remember walking into the UPS store with one box of 100 pieces of jewelry and being so excited I could hardly take it. And now we have, I don't know, several thousand that go in. Even yeah, last week, day. you had three SUVs full of jewelry mm-hmm. go to the UPS wow. store, taken out. Those, those boxes must have been 24-inch cubes. And I think there was five of those in each SUV. So, yeah, that's it was thousands and thousands. But it's a difference. And Jim, one thing I want to say about the private label, you got to remember she's taken, we've taken, 10 years of learning, most of it coming from your group, which is why we're so grateful. It didn't happen overnight. It was doing the right things consistently over time. And, you know, Amazon's totally different today than it was in 2010. It's staying up with all those changes and groups like yours, she mentioned the Facebook group, even interacting with other sellers. That helps. It's really helpful to stay on top of Mm -hmm. where you are in life. Yeah. Yeah, the game's constantly changing. That that's one of the few skills that I say you you truly need. It's a pretty small skill set to be successful in e-commerce. Make sure you're listening to the right people. Don't spend a whole bunch of money unnecessarily and sink your ship, but you've got to be able to continuously be learning because the rules are going to change constantly. It, it's kind of like we've we've hopped on a wagon trail and we've headed into the wild west. You don't have to worry about dying of dysentery. <laughs> right. But <laughs> It's kind of the rules are being written as we go. We don't know what we're going to run into here, but we do know that there's a lot of opportunity. Right. And it's everywhere. If you're willing to continuously learn, continually test small, right? Like I could just take a stab at, I I would say the Pareto principle has to apply to your business. Meaning I would guess about 80% of your revenue is coming from 20% of those good ideas you've had, which means you've had a whole bunch of ideas that kind of didn't really go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And you tested them and they didn't go and you, your instinct told you they would be huge and they didn't turn out that way. And some of the ones that you thought would be, you know, just a, a throwaway idea turned out to be huge. We're always surprised. But being willing to continually test and continually learn and don't take any stupid big risks as you do that, well, that's a winning formula over a period of time. And that's what you guys have done. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but does the Pareto kind of apply to your business? Do you have like a handful of like winners that are just like kind of keep the wheels turning? Uh, most definitely. Yeah. Almost all businesses and you, are that way. You have Very to realize you can only have so much expertise. You got to rely on people who have that expertise and learn from them. You can't have it all. You've got to be able to accept other other help. Well, give me some specifics. Of, you've, you've mentioned you've learned lessons over the years. Does anything stand out? I mean, we don't have to go through the whole laundry list, but you know, what are some of those key points or, or key moments maybe or skills that you've picked up along the way that have, that have helped you here? You, you've spoken very highly and I'm grateful for it of our organization, but anything specific stand out? A simple thing like, Keywords. We just took it all for granted, put in these beautiful, eloquent, stunning words that right. meant nothing. Right. And that was a hard lesson to learn that we got to redo all of our titles. We've got to do our keywords over. Or we bought jewelry. Oh, that's a beautiful. Oh, we just love this. Everyone's going to love it. We bought a bunch and nobody 
<laughs> Nobody wanted. Like I just said, <laughs> we think we've developed the instincts, and then uh-huh, our audience uh-huh. loves to prove us wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you play the game. Well, let's lower our prices. Nobody likes them when they're lower. Then you make them too high, and it's too much. So you gotta you gotta learn from those things and not go crazy both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Always be testing, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always be testing new things, trying out things, and and not letting your ego get in the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That's the risk, you know. I, and I'm. I'm in admiration of artists. I can't remember who wrote the book. There's no starving artists. I think is the title of it. No, no more starving artists. Something like that. Have you read that by any chance? No, I haven't. Or heard of it? Someone will correct us in the comments. I, I I wasn't prepared to nail the title, but it's something like that. No starving artists is basically the premise. But the, and the premise is, you know, there's there, it's one thing to make art for your own pleasure and enjoyment, and that's great. I'm not knocking that at all, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. If you're going to truly serve others, what you want to make becomes less and less important, important to the point of almost irrelevance, which is a hard thing for an artist to hear. <laughs> what you want to make is irrelevant. What do people want to buy? What do they want? What makes their life better? It's one thing to hang it on your own wall. It's another thing to put it out there for the world. And, and artists tend to be, a, bit, a, a lot of times, the sentimentality is, I don't know. They're nervous to show their art to the world. And I know these things because, you know, my wife, the painter, right? Hanging behind me, I've got her work. And she loves painting. But when someone comes to her and pays her to make a painting, suddenly she just goes to this different mode of uncertainty and, and she's nervous, right? But the game on Amazon is, okay, what does the crowd want? The crowd is always right. They tell me. They vote mm-hmm. with their dollar bills. They're telling me what they want. So it's no longer about my instincts and what I think the world needs and wants, it's they're going to tell me what they need and want. Right. So those those can be hard lessons to learn. So have you kind of balanced out, Rosemary, that artist brain versus that entrepreneurial brain? That's a trick because very few people actually do. It is a trick and you have to be humble about it and, and realize it's what the customer wants is what counts the most for sure. Yeah. So do you have any boxes of stuff that you thought for sure would do great that you bought too much of that you're still giving away as Christmas presents? <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the artist admits. Yeah. Yes, for but, sure. But what a brilliant balance of, it's almost to me, it's the perfect entrepreneur, that person who's able to be creative and imagine new things, but then mm-hmm. have the humility to admit when those new things aren't something the world necessarily wanted right now, at least not in that format or in that on that platform. And so you go find what people do want, but to be able yes. to, to maintain that creativity. Uh, great. And, and I think creativity is part of the joy of Amazon because it allows you to try different venues and try different things and be creative in your work. For me, I think Amazon is number one on that for sure. That's fantastic. Well, you mentioned you're not on any other platforms. I'm a little curious and I would almost push back as to like, why is that? 95% of your stuff's on Amazon. Are you like, are you doing anything with Pinterest, for example? Or oh, I, I'm sorry. We aver- Well, you advertise on Pinterest. And honestly, Pinterest is our number one venue for um, sales on That's our That's where website. it drives traffic. Yes. For your non-Amazon crowd. Right. It's Pinterest. Okay, good. Because I was going to twist your arm a little bit if you weren't on there. I would think that, that would be a hot oh, market. That is amazing. And I, it's my go-to. Actually, I have three different accounts on Pinterest because okay. I'm just crazy over Pinterest. And we're on Facebook. 
And we have just started on YouTube trying a few things. Fantastic. And, and there's and Instagram. Some... I'm sorry, Instagram. Oh, of course. Big. Right. I mean, it, it's a it's a little bit of why not? It doesn't cost you anything except a little bit of time. You can cross purpose mm-hmm. the same content and and you know repurpose it across multiple platforms, spread it around. I would think right. it would start to to really pay off. That's beautiful. Well, what else do you guys want to do? T- you know, tell me your story. Tell me a little bit more. What else? What have we not talked about now that's significant to you guys? Uh, I would like I to just get to know you a little better and hear more of what, you know. It, maybe it's something we've already addressed, but you know, pretend one, it's your show. Where do we go? Yeah, one thing, Jim, that to me is really impressive, and this is about you, so don't turn red. We've got three kids, and everyone in our family right now. All three kids and their spouses and the two of us are on Amazon and are using basically the knowledge you've given us because the kids come to us and say, well, what should I do for this? this?" Well, our background is, here's what Tim says. But yeah, it's, it's kind of unique. Ten years ago, I never would have thought I envisioned my kids in a traditional, you know, nine to fiver, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all of them now. I'm trying to think in different areas. Yeah, yeah. And the books. And- yeah, two of our son-in-laws have full-time jobs, but other than that, both our kids and their spouses are all working Amazon. And even the ones that have regular jobs, as you well know, they're working. Mm-hmm. One one of them's working replants, like it's going out of style. It's amazing. So really, that's fantastic. And it's life changing. Well, need to get them on the show too. Share their stories at some point. <laughs> Yeah, they're well, most of them are here. And yeah, they're all over the country. And and what they're doing is very different. So it's kind of my passion is we've got a daughter in Florida who's got a newborn and she's she's passionate about creating creative activities for this child to learn in. So she started a diary on it and said, Oh, I should get a develop a diary for other moms. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah, it, it, and now she's selling that on Amazon. And we got we got uh, on that, low, the low content books, right? Right. Yeah. So they're doing very different things. Um, we all are. I just, as I think you know, uh, I just started a mo- not hadn't been a month yet a nutrition business on Amazon, uh, working with Nathan Bailey, and really proud to say our first thirty days we've got. I'm guessing we're averaging a, a sale a day. And oh, that's fantastic. Keep, our rankings yeah. keep moving. Well, you know, on Amazon talk, our rankings keep moving down and down. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes. uh, we started out, the, you know, 400,000 or something selling in this category. And we're now down below 200,000. So, yeah, Nathan's got us on a definite track to be very successful. So yeah, like uh, we're just very thankful for you and your entire group because it really has changed our family dynamic mm-hmm. in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. I appreciate it. And I, and I do receive that on behalf of a large group of people, most of whom are significantly smarter than I am, <laughs> but I've been doing it for a while and I've, I've learned enough to uh, know that you'll do a lot better in life if you surround yourself with really good people who are That's really smart so and achieving things. And that's what this group is. Um, and it is. It, it's people with a teacher's heart. They love sharing what they know. And I can see you guys on that same trajectory. You know, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, uh, you know, if we're playing chess, I'm five moves ahead. I'm already seeing like, okay, these guys are going to be great coaches someday when life allows, things settle. 
Maybe they sell their brand for millions and they're wondering what to do with their time. Hey, yeah. you know, you guys are going to be leaders on the team at some point. You do that kind of thing for 20 years, you end up with a pretty special group. So on behalf of the group, I receive those compliments and that gratitude. Thank you uh, for, for sharing your story. These kind of conversations with our community do so much to spread the word too and kind of attract in the right kind of people that we do want to appeal to. That's a good point. You're right. I believe so. Yeah. So that's why I pushed so hard and I probably twisted you guys' arm a little bit. Like, I got to get you on the podcast. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. Our story's not that interesting. Or I've heard other people talk about the things we have to share. But just the sheer volume of people who are doing it, Mm -hmm. I can't even wrap my head around it anymore. You mentioned, you know, you're working with Nathan, Rick, uh, to build your brain. I didn't know. We've got so many clients plugged in, working with so many people in our organization. I can't keep track of all of it. I can't possibly hope to. Uh, right. But just, you know, seeing the names come across my desk once a week, you, you kind of lose track after a while. Right. Right. Um, but I'm yeah, thrilled, he, thrilled for your He brain. has really been a help because like I said, Amazon, I helped her set up the original Rosary Collection store way back in the day, mm-hmm. but it's a different animal today and it's much more sophisticated. The point of the keywords and all those kinds of things. Yeah. It's just, and Nathan's helped me learn, relearn Amazon. So yeah, it's great, great experience. Well, and, you know, from, from my vantage point, I can see this trajectory again of, you know, I see a brand and I see the momentum and the numbers are climbing. It's going to make sense at some point. Like someone else in our community who had no clue just a few short years ago, built a brand that's worth tens of millions. He now sits on the board with a handful of other people that run the company and he sold his share to the board basically made a ton of money and he just kind of gets to keep an eye on things as he wants right. to get right. percent right like that's what these things can turn into over time that's the trajectory of you know this brand that you've built you know who's going to hold that brand 40 years from now how much time do we spend that's- like who's going to keep that going when not when it's not us anymore it's fun to kind of see that life cycle of these things that are happening in the group and to, to be a part of it. So you guys are on a pretty exciting trajectory. Well, thank you. We were complimented that you asked us to speak and we enjoyed our time with you very much. Well, I, I enjoyed my time with you guys as well. And if, if there's anything else on your list too, I'd love to hear, you know, if, if you had any questions for me or, you know, cause this is the longest we've ever spoken. We've known each other now at this point for several years, mm-hmm. but this is the longest we've ever spoken. So is there any other anything else on your mind before we start to wrap this one up? You know, I'd be interested to know, Jim, where you think the next, is there a next Amazon or is Amazon, where does Amazon go from where we are? Mm, yeah, good question. You know, the, going back to that conversation I had with uh, the, the senior VP back when I met him at Amazon, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell him this, but I think this is a key factor. And I'm excited to see Amazon doing what it's doing in regards to allowing buyers and sellers to begin to connect for brands to begin to grow their audience. I think that was their Achilles heel. And to the degree that they begin to address that, this is the part I didn't tell him, but I'm like, that's where you're vulnerable. That's where Facebook could become Amazon if they want to, if they take down those barriers. But Mm -hmm. if Amazon allows buyers and sellers to connect, and this isn't a gym idea, I try not to use... You know, When it comes to guessing about the future, we all have this equal ineptitude. Some of us can be lucky. Some of us are going to get it wrong. But when it comes to timeless principles, I'm applying those to the Amazon situation. And I know that in, in Hebrew, a transaction 
is the beginning of a lifelong mutually beneficial relationship. That's what a transaction is. When done properly, that's all it is. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of a mutually beneficial lifelong relationship. So if Amazon comes in and says, nope, that relationship shall not be established. It certainly won't flourish. We're keeping you in separate pools. Buyers over here, sellers over there. You're not allowed to talk to each other. That's not a good thing. To the degree that Amazon is beginning to allow that now, I see the very bright future for Amazon. This could be an entirely new revenue stream for them. And it begins to replace some of that social media burnout that we've all experienced. These meaningless relationships where we bicker about things that don't matter and post stuff that doesn't matter. I see that fading out. Not as fun or as cool as it was 10 years ago. Less people are interested in that now. But if we can build it around things that we do care about, brands that we care about, people that we have things in common with, transactions associated with that. I see Amazon as having the ability to to really like they're just getting started. <laughs> so and, good. and certainly the online shopping trends tell us that we're at what 15, 16% of all retail is online right now, which shocks some people. That's US government numbers. Only 15, 16% of retail is online. 85% is traditional retail still. Mm-hmm. Those numbers are going to continue to head in the direction of more and more online transactions and shopping and I see. The bar is going to continue to raise. Amazon is half of that in the US, half of the online activity. That's not going to change anytime soon. They are the gorilla in the room now with plenty of fun competitors nipping at their heels at any given time. Walmart's Mm -hmm. got some things in the work. Walmart has a large war chest to play with to try to take a dent too. eBay is always going to hang in there to the degree they don't do anything stupid, (laughs) you know, which they're traditionally have been known to do spending billions of dollars for for Skype, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Why did you do that? You don't even let us use it on the eBay platform. What are you doing? <laughs> um, but you know, e-commerce, that skill set of being able to bring a product to market by testing small and growing an audience and and selling on the platforms where the action is, getting on the Pinterest for example, always experimenting for you guys. It's a very bright future. This isn't this is an untapped Wild West arena still. It's only about 20 years old. And most of us, myself included, I put myself in this category. We're clueless. Just so many opportunities coming at you so mm-hmm. fast. Right. As long as you're willing to keep learning and keep testing small, man, the future is super bright. I don't think we even have the ability to kind of calculate the paradigm shift that's been slowly happening and then the doors that are going to continue to open. And it's not just because I try to be optimistic in saying that. I think any honest look at the numbers and the data and the facts on the table point to you in this direction. Like this is one of the most valuable skill sets you can give your kids is to be comfortable with e-commerce. Right. Mm -hmm. And then not get sucked into one of those little side rail traps of becoming addicted to video games or just watching TikTok all day. I'm not talking about that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about truly bringing value using the internet creatively while remaining disciplined in your approach to it. And I could talk for probably for an hour on that subject. As you can tell, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah. Very bright future. No question. I don't see anyone knocking Amazon off anytime soon, though. They've built quite a war chest for themselves in, in terms of you know just sheer dollar volume they've got at their disposal to test and experiment it. And the way they're trending right now towards letting buyers and sellers connect, I think that's that's bigger. Get back with me 10 years from now and see if I wasn't right on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited by your comments on that because I think that is a missing factor. I would love to be able to communicate more with, with my buyers. 
Wouldn't that just be so exciting? And, and that's oh, the yes. point I tried to emphasize to this, this VP was sellers are willing and ready and eager to pay for the opportunity to interact with on your Absolutely. platform, mm-hmm. their buyers in many cases, right? Not necessarily the random resellers that are selling, you know, a thousand different items, but some, you know, the niche specialists. Mm-hmm. That makes Excellent. your brand so much more valuable. Oh, yep. yes. You put so much time and effort into what you... We don't take it for granted. We, we spend a lot of time choosing the vendor and making mm-hmm. sure it's the right quality and making sure it's packaged correctly. We have a special gift box and it goes on and on. And to be able to relate that more personally would be amazing. Yeah. And you can... You're just not able to do it with Amazon's participation or cooperation quite yet. You can do it on your own website, but that's not the Mm -hmm. same. It's not as convenient. You don't have the problem now, right? You don't have people stumbling across your listings. But imagine those two worlds beginning to merge. It's going to be be a beautiful thing. And it It could 5 or 10x the value of your brand in a very short period of time. And I'm sure you'd be willing to share a part of that with Amazon if they turned on the faucet, right? Absolutely. Imagine millions of brands with that kind of mentality. You start to really shift the way business is done if Amazon wakes up to that that factor. And there's enough people talking about it now that I think that's coming. I think it's inevitable. It's good to hear. Yeah, right. it's gonna be fun I got to say, we, we could never do what we're doing on our own without Amazon because they indeed ship everything out for us. They take the returns back. They bring the returns back to us. And they're so efficient and mm-hmm. They really have it together. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm looking logistics, forward to it. It's, it's incredible. It's a number-driven logistics company and, and right. they want to sell anything and everything. And, and they've come as close as anyone ever has to pulling it off. Oh, yes. I'm very <laughs> bullish about their future. Absolutely bullish about the future. It, customers are there. They're buying online more than ever. And we're about to have yeah. another record-setting Q4. What are you guys hoping to do if you don't mind sharing some numbers? What's, uh, what's your Q4 goal? What, what do you think you're going to do? We're hoping to be... Probably close to three million this for the year. For yeah. the year, wow! Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing a third of that comes in the last three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, close to a half. Wow, closer to half. Yeah, close yeah. to fifty percent. Uh, like I said, we're loading. They, they are. I'm not active in the business anymore. Got to sit back and look at the checks and smile. Um, <laughs> but they are. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, they're loading multiple SUVs. A day they they have employees. They're like family, four employees, and then one that works from home. Mm-hmm. And they're so dedicated. And they work four days a week, and each of those four days, you load multiple SUVs in mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Multiple SUVs full of jewelry it's to a, go to the it's UPS. A, it's floor. becoming an amazing uh, <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Well, I'm proud to be associated with you guys and honored as well. I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind asking you guys a question because I don't know how many people come up to you and say things like, how do I get started? I love what you've done. You know, but talk to those folks, just give them encouragement because that's a lot of people who listen to this podcast are people who are kind of kicking it around. And one of the visions I have for this show is that it encourages people to, to make that leap without being intimidated. You're not going to be where... Rick and Rosemarie are tomorrow or even next month. It's taken them eight, 10 years of making mistakes and trial and error and learning and constant changes. You've built an amazing business now, but what might you say to someone who's new, who's considering getting into all of this? Just give them some instruction and help. They hear it from me all the time. What, what might you guys say to that portion of the audience? 
I think, first of all, uh, it's definitely possible. And if we didn't absolutely believe that, I wouldn't have started Bowhead Nutrition that hasn't even been on Amazon for a month yet. Mm-hmm. And while she's sending in thousands and thousands of necklaces a day or whatever jewelry, I'm really happy. We just got approved for uh, uh, Fill by Amazon. So we've been doing Fulfill by Merchant for the last three weeks. I'm happy we get an order today. We got one. But the reason is I know where this can go if you do it right. And this is not a commercial for Jim Cochran. And I know it's an investment because it's one that I resisted for a while. But I would tell you, investing in the coaching program is, there's just so much to learn. You'll learn it quickly. However, if that's out of reach right now, I think all the learning materials are on your site. It used to be my silent team. And I'm proven Amazon course is where we've been on now. Proven Amazon course. I mean, the information's there. And if the funds don't enable you to get a coach at this point in time, I really think if you take the time to learn, and of course we have YouTube and all those things. I'm I'm learning how to use Frankenstein on helium. Okay. And that's that's videos. But it's it's very possible to do it on a very, very low budget. And then the other option is the whole replens, which is extremely low budget. And there are plenty of videos for that. And you can kind of spend what you're able to spend in order to start. I think the only way to guarantee you'll fail at Amazon is if you never start. If you start and if you put in the work, there's a great likelihood that it'll return something or a lot. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the only the other big mistake you can make besides quitting is to spend a whole bunch of money on something that you shouldn't have spent a whole bunch of money on. That's what we we teach. Test right. small. Keep learning and keep testing super, super small. And that's like you identified, Rick, is the beauty of the replens model is for a few dollars. And that's one of the things that had you skeptical is how inexpensive our stuff was. And yes, we fight right. that so every day. <laughs> like, we know that we could 10x our prices on everything and, and that it would be justified for the value delivered. Yeah. But I don't want to take it out of reach of the people that have come to us and said, you know, I spent my last $30 buying a course from you guys. Had it been 500, I would not have been able to do it. And it changed my life. Like those stories compel me to keep the price low and to keep explaining why the price is so low. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> yank people like me. anybody who's in a rough spot. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate it, man. Yeah, we might use that clip as marketing material. I think you did a good job, buddy. <laughs> that was great. Well, thanks. And and we really, again, we can't thank you and your organization enough for the great support that we've gotten. Because you can't do it alone. And to be able to go to someone and find out things that, that really will help, that you tend not to be so skeptical. Yeah, and someone you trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we trust your organization. That takes time. I love these long relationships that we've had at this point. It amazes me. I never would have imagined 20 years ago having people come up and say, yeah, I've been pretty much consuming everything you've put out there for 15 years. We've never met, but I feel like you're a brother. (laughs) Like, wow, really? That That has to feel great. Yeah. It amazes me. It's a strange feeling. It very, I feel like, man, have I, have I done enough to really earn someone saying those kinds of things? about us. But then I remember, you know, there's a hundred of us and we care and we're doing a little bit every day to make what we do more valuable and 
more impactful. So over time, it starts to make sense, but it's still very hard to calculate it. So to hear you guys saying some of these things and and treating me so kindly today, I really appreciate it. It's It's the greatest joy of what I get to do is these episodes like this. So thank you. Great. Thank we you can't wait to see us. you at the next conference. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll have some more details on this soon. We don't know yet where we're going to be. Okay. We'll, we will do one in person and would love to see you guys there. Okay. Well, any, anything else on your mind before I talk to the listeners here for a minute? Any other questions or any other topics that, that we failed to hit? I don't know if you had any notes or anything. I don't want to leave out anything that you had in mind. No, I think we've covered it, don't you think? I, I believe so. I will say when you venture into Amazon, look for what you have a passion for. It'll just come together more uh, smoothly, I feel. You have a passion for it. It can keep you going on the slow, hard days for sure. That's right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and for some people, that passion draws from, hey, I I need something better than working 60 hours a week at a job I got to drive to two hours every day. That's the passion. That's what motivated me to discover e-commerce. The product, it was relevant to me. I needed to be home with my family. I wanted to give my wife the opportunity to be able to raise our kids at home and be there with them and for them if she wanted to be. That's what drove me. I would have sold anything that had a market where happy customers were buying things. And that's what led me to e-commerce. But yeah. Well, great hanging out with you guys. Thank great. you Thanks again. So much, Thank Jen. you. I'll talk to the listeners for just a minute. I'm sure you had a good time hanging out with Rick and Rosemary today. I know I sure did. Hopefully you benefited as much as I did. I feel very encouraged. And uh, I'm just grateful that you spent some time with the three of us today, listening in and hopefully enjoying the conversation. You gave us a great gift today, some of your time. We're thankful for that. If you enjoyed this episode, one of the favors that I would ask of you as a listener to this show is please share it with somebody. If you're watching on YouTube, share the link with someone that you think it might encourage or help. If you're on iTunes. We love getting reviews on iTunes. We love when you subscribe there. That really helps us out as well. You click the little ribbon that looks like a subscribe or a bookmark kind of thing on on iTunes on most devices. That's how you subscribe to our show. That way you never miss a show. It also helps bump us up in the ratings. We really appreciate those things. But on behalf of my great guests today, the whole team that makes this podcast episode, I say God bless you, Business Building Warrior. I'll have another great episode again for you very soon. Hey, before I let you go, one last quick announcement. We've got a new sponsor for the program. If you have an extra Amazon account that you're not using, this happens sometimes. People have more than one Amazon account or you know somebody that has an account they're not using. It could be worth a significant amount of money and you can sell that to some reputable buyers who see a lot of value in it and then they legally move it to another Amazon seller who needs an account that's got some miles on it. If you're interested in this, visit silentgym.com slash sell my account. Again, silentgym.com slash sell my account. All one word. And you can get some more details. Reach out to them. See if it's of interest to you. Your account may be worth more than you realize. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.